Hey, what up? Back with another episode of the Highly Unprofessional Podcast, another sports edition of the show. Uh, of course, I'm your host. You already know this part, the Nature Boy. Woo! Back up in this thing, man. I just got done watching um. Watching a WNBA game, man. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. I just got done watching the uh, Atlanta Dream play and uh, the Indiana Fever play. And first off, let me give a shout out to number one, everybody who is investing more money. uh, These companies who are putting more money into uh, the WNBA this year, man. Um... I get more and more interested in the WNBA. Part of the reason, obviously, uh, like baseball and all the other stuff, I have more interest in it because I play fantasy sports. I am I, I got a chance to hit to to hit pretty good today on um on uh, WNBA because you know that first game did me good. So you know, fingers crossed. We we better close out with a first place win uh, today, but uh, yeah, you know I I hope um people start put investing more uh, money um as far as you know paying the players um getting those sponsorship dollars, but uh, I watched the game on Twitter and man shout out to Twitter because you know I I caught uh. Uh, the end of another game last week and I think you know for the most part majority of the games are being broadcasted on Twitter and, you know they they run commercial ads and everything so obviously the more advertising dollars you bring in right the more lucrative your product is the more lucrative it is the more money you can pay the players um so you know, I was sitting there while I was watching. I was thinking about, um, man, who are the uh, three most attractive players, you know, as far as this year goes um, in the WNBA, right? And I know some of y'all are like, oh, my gosh, why would you do something so sexist? These are athletes. Well, it's because I'm a, I'm a man and these are women, right? Now, if, if you have some people who say, all them hoes ugly. Not to say that everybody in the WNBA is hoes or whatever, but you you get the point. What I'm trying to say is, you know, there's some guys who, you know, use that type of language. Whereas number one, uh, dating back to a young age, I've always had a thing for, you know, tomboys. And hey, look, man, I'll admit it. I will admit it. I like to see when their girls who are, you know, they claim to be uh, studs or whatever, but you can still see, like, you can see how how cute they would be if they, how fine they would be if they was girly, because there's a lot of girls who, you know, they be studs, but they can't hide all that ass back there. They can't hide them titties they got. They, I don't care how big that shirt of them basketball shorts is. You're going to take off running. I'm going to see all this stuff jumping up and down. And I'm like, oh, oh, all right now. All right now. Right? I, and I'm just saying this from um, experience. Right? Like, I, 
be honest with you, I have, you know, <laughs> been uh, romantically involved with several, right? So, you know, that's another thing. I don't never just, well, I'm married now, but in my younger days, I would never just, you know, uh, just come out and holler at you just because you're a woman. Because there's some of them you can tell, you know, it ain't no none of that. And then all of them aren't attractive. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah. So, you know, there's some where I would, uh, number one, say, man, she'll be fine if she uh, dressed like a girl. Like, she cute now, but, you know, she was more girly. She was more feminine. She would be so fine. And then, you know, I I pick up on, you know, women like the like when, when you're younger or probably, you know, when you're older, I don't I wouldn't know. But, you know, women just in general and, and they um, they like to uh, throw like little hints out, like little flirty hints or whatever body language. Right. And a lot of guys, I would say majority of guys. I'm not going to say like 80 or 90 percent, but, you know, let's say somewhere between uh, 65 and 75 percent in my experience are terrible at reading body language. Right. But I fit into the other, you know, 20, 30 percent. Well, I'm great at reading body language. A lot of that probably has to do with, you know, me growing up um, under my mom or, you know, just all the stuff that I was around. Uh, when I was growing up, as far as women go, right, and you know, all the guys uh, in my family, all all of the uh, older men on my dad's side, you know, or I guess you would say ladies' men. So, you know, I got both sides of the game as far as that goes. But uh, yeah, so I would um, you know, I can over now. So boom, this is my opening right here. This is my opening right here so that I can, uh, I, I'm not going to say exploit it because, you know, it's a mutually beneficial thing. It's not like I wasn't interested in, you know, in her company or, you know, I wasn't like, if, I, if I'm hollering at you, it's because there's, you know, I, I like something about you, right? But, um, yeah, so... Uh, obviously, there are a lot of um, gay women who play in the WNBA and all that. And, you know, I've, some of them are obviously, you know, they like women. That's what they are. That's, and there's, hey, no problem with that, right? No problem with that. Um, obviously, the, the WNBA is the only league in the world, to my knowledge, that is, um, or, or women's basketball in general, the only league in the world that's openly accepting to uh, to its um, gay uh, members or whatever. Now, let me say this on the other hand. I don't give a damn. I bet not ever hear nothing about no dude talking about he's a, he's a tranny or whatever. And because there, I believe there is a story about a guy saying, you know, he wants to transition, but he wants to be able to play basketball with the girls. Nigga, get the fuck out of here with that. Talking about you, you still, you still had all of the male advantages. I don't care what surgery you have, right? I, uh, 
you know, whatever it is, running track or whatever, like you still have all of the manly advantages over women, right? You can get, <laughs> you can get fake whatever you want to. You can get your, your ding-a-ling snatch to do whatever you want to, but don't, you still can't play in the WNBA, right? Because next thing you know, it'll be full of guys who seven feet tall, but they transition. And how fat would that be? So, um, yeah. Back to what I was originally saying, the point I was originally trying to make was, you know, who are the top three most attractive women, in my opinion, right? And, uh, you know, there's a couple people off the list, but, you know, just I, I kept coming back to these three names. One of them is just for reasons I don't I can't explain. It's just I don't know. So uh, the first one is Jordan Canada. Uh, she plays for Seattle. Y'all check her out. Very, very attractive young lady. Um, number two is Candace Dupree. These are in no particular order or whatever, right? Because my third one is probably just, you know, makes the list, makes the top of the list. <laughs> and she doesn't, you know, necessarily look better than these two or whatever. But, yeah, number two is Candace Dupree. And, uh... Number three, man, for me, Liz Cambage, man. I don't know what it is, man. I just, and she's taller than me. I'm 6'4", by the way. So, you know, imagine, imagine that, me being 6'4". And, you know, <laughs> if you saw me walk in and, and my girlfriend was 6'8", I don't, I mean, I don't know, man. I just, if you, if you follow her um, or go check out her, um, her social media, either Twitter or Instagram, you know, Liz Cambage. Uh, man, I don't know. It's just like her whole style because she like DJs. And, you know, I'm a personality guy. Like, you know, I like personality traits. And her personality was like, ding, for me. So, you know, she's super attractive to me. But while I'm watching Indiana play today, though, uh, while I was watching Indiana play today, right, they have a rookie on the team. Now, fellas, hit me out now. Hit me out. They have a rookie on the team. She was a beast. She dominated today. She got to start the day. She dominated. She played at Mississippi State. Um, <laughs> uh, Tiara McGowan, man. Now, t- check this out now. She does not. I don't want to say she's unattractive I, because different strokes are different folks. For me, she's unattractive. For me, she's unattractive. But, but, fellas, you know, if you, uh, if you remember, if you, or either if you're in college now, you remember, you know, back in college, I mean, sometimes, you know, the, the right night, or shoot, maybe not even the right night, but the right time in your life, uh, she might, she probably could cook, she had a car. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like your stuff, she had stuff that you needed. And, you know, on top of that, I was looking at her run up and down that court. Hey, man, shoot, she, yeah, she's six, seven. And, you know, she looked like Charles Oakley in the face. But, but she got some booty, though. She got some booty. So, I mean, I want you to think about that, right? If she could cook and you a broke college student, 
right? And she always constantly have groceries at the house. Uh, <laughs> she don't have groceries at the house. Uh, she got a car, right? She got cable or whatever at the house. You ain't even got no TV, let alone cable. You ain't even got no TV. You got a computer, everything, man. All the essentials that you need, and she got a crush on you. What you gonna do? Because I know what I do. Because I found something that, that I could use to make it work, man. And, you know, she probably has a, um, she probably has, like, a great personality. So, you know, that would be another plus. But, again, you can't get past the fact that she looks like Charles Oakley. <laughs> and you have to explain to the homies, hey, man, look here. Yeah. <laughs> Every time about you, boy, you hitting... You in that thing, she put that big old foot in the ass. <laughs> this, I, I don't, hey, this ain't no no offense to her, man. No offense to her. Even though what I just said would be offensive to her. <laughs> yeah, man, she have everything you need. I know what I do, man. I know exactly what I do. The nature born be in full effect right there. Right? Because I, look, I've done it before. I done it before, man. Hey, and then you know I'm one of those guys again. Hey, um, if you oh shoot, I'm a trip. <laughs> That's what I get for talking about that girl. If you one of them, uh, if you are one of them guys, man, who I don't want to say you'll hit anything, but you know you you seek out opportunities. Right, you're an opportunist like me. Then, hey man, you know it is what it is, right? Cause I, I've hit somebody who was not as tall as her, probably not quite as bad looking as her. Uh, but man, she could cook though. She could cook. She was my exact same height. Uh, and she, she, she weighed more than me. I mean, she wasn't, she wasn't like big and I don't know what she looked like now. I don't know what she looked like now. You know, people laughed all in my face, but I was like, Hey man, look, sex wasn't all it. Sex wasn't all it. But that, but that, the head though, the head was off the chain. So hey, look, it wasn't a it wasn't a failed trip, and the killing part was, you know, after all that, after she didn't cook for me, she thinking we was about to talk, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm just visiting. <laughs> she thinking we about to talk, so you know, I had to kind of try and ghost her, but I had just bought some earrings that cost like thirty dollars. <laughs> I had bought them thirty dollar earrings, and I fooled around and left them at her house. And shoot, I had to um, I had to take the walk of shame back over there and come get my earrings. <laughs> I had to uh, take that walk of shame, man. Hey, man, shout out to Bruce Irvin. He didn't do nothing to her. He didn't do nothing to her. I'm just saying he went to that school. You know, Bruce Irvin, he plays in the NFL. But, uh, yeah, shout out to Bruce Irvin, man. Real cool guy. He was down there. Uh, yeah, they gave, they gave me a hard time because we went to go play basketball. And this was all when we went to go visit uh, for spring break. 
So we went to go play basketball and I walked in the gym and she was down there with like her teammates and her friends and they were pointing at me or whatever. I like, oh man, she didn't told it. Hey, what up? Back with segment number two. Segment number two. Um, Man, that NBA draft is going on and boy, I was about, I about ready to Choke the damn Lakers, man. I, they, uh, I'm sitting there trying to figure out how the hell you gonna put a team together, and you ain't got no damn second round pick. You trying to get rid of two of the only uh, two of the five players you only got on your team. So I'm like, well, who the hell are they gonna put? Like, why the hell? Who the who the fuck is uh? Who the hell is calling the shots for the Lakers, man? Like, we all know that, you know, it's Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss on it and, you know, the Rambus people, whatever, the husband and wife, whatever the hell they is. Like, but, like, literally, who's, which one of those four is stepping up and making a decision? Because all that shit with, we about to, we we hoping to make some more room so we can bring in a third player. Well, what you gonna do about the other? <laughs> what you gonna do about the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, the tenth player that you need? Because I don't know if they know this or not, but you have to have five players on the court in order to play a game. On top of that, they need people on the bench to come into the game that are actually good. And I'm trying to figure out like, well, I've been saying it the whole time, it was stupid of the Lakers, in my opinion, stupid of the Lakers to trade for Anthony Davis when he was coming there all along anyway, and all you gotta do is wait a year to get him. All you gotta do is wait a year. And everybody keeps saying, well, you know, LeBron's old, which, I mean, he's getting older, of course, duh. Uh, but LeBron's older, and you don't want to waste none of none of his time. I'm thinking, I, I, I honestly think that the media is actually the ones that's making the decisions for the Lakers, right? Like, uh, they, the whole season, the whole season, and up until the point to where they actually finally got Anthony Davis, it was you have to get him, you have to get him, no matter what, you have to get him, right? They named, they laid it out, and, you know, they said, hey, you got to give up all these players to get him. You got to give up some picks, and the Lakers did everything they said. Now that they got him, now that they got him, they're like, the Lakers are idiots. You did this. You don't even have players on the team, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, well, who the hell making the decisions then? Right? Like, I, I've been saying, you know, there are so many guys, and this is one of the best free agent uh, years in the history of the NBA, right? And not because it's four or five guys who – real good at the top no it's because there's about 30 quality nba players who are actually free agents at the same time and if you claim you don't want to waste 
any of uh, LeBron's uh, years on his contract, then why not try and build the best team that he's ever had if you got all that money, right? Why not try? And then, you know, let's say, because I'm more than positive that LeBron will come back uh, down in weight. I mean, obviously, if you follow him on Instagram, you see that he's going hard and all that. And he's noticeably thinner than he was, you know, um, maybe six, seven months ago. So um, if I had to guess, I'm sure he's around 250 now. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit more, but I'm sure it's around about 250 now. But, yeah, you know, if you know he's one of the most skilled passers, you know, to ever play, you know, he's got the, the, some of the greatest court vision we've ever seen, then why not give him guys to uh, who, who can knock down those threes or whatever, right? And not only that, why not give him guys who are veterans who are willing to defend, right? Why not bring in why not bring in guys that you had a cap space instead of uh having Lance Stevenson, no disrespect to Lance Stevenson, but who you know, Lance Stevenson has, you know, four or five great games every year where you're like, man, if he could only play like this every week, he'd be an all-star. Right? But there are guys out there who you could go get who you don't have to pay max money to. Who could go get you uh, 16, 17 points every night? Every night, you you take LeBron out the court. Hey, I, I'm a I'm a vet. I'm a vet. This is what I do. I can score it, and I'm gonna get back on D. Right? But you know the Lakers, uh, the Lakers, they just had to get Anthony Davis this year, right? And then on top of that. On top of the fact is, which is why I say, um, which is why I say, you know, the media or, or you know, somebody else uh, outside of the, the normal names that we hear is actually running the Lakers because, you know, yeah, okay, the, the Warriors, yeah, they got hurt. The Warriors are probably more than likely not going to make the finals next year, but uh, that don't, that don't, <laughs> nobody else got hurt, right? You still will have to play either Toronto, who I'm more than positive is going to re-sign Kawhi Leonard. You're still going to have to play them. Um, still going to have to, uh, if you don't play them, you have to play Milwaukee. So, you know, it takes more than a team with two guys on it and, you know, a, a bunch of scrubs to actually compete, right? Like when LeBron was in the East, yeah, he could, you know, get a team there that was uh, subpar. He could get that team to the finals in the East, right? And had he not got hurt this year, and, you know, the Lakers in general would have stayed healthy, I believe he could have got them to the Western Cup, to the second round in the West. Um I don't want to say with ease, but, you know, I, I believe that LeBron by himself, um, because the young players, I believe, like, I like Lonzo Ball. I like Kyle Kuzma. 
Uh, Brandon Ingram's a little inconsistent, but you know, well, all three of them are inconsistent. But uh, I believe with him leading the way, they could have, you know, I don't think it would have took seven games for them to get to the second round. Now, once they got to the second round, then, you know, that's where the problem would have been. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think that you should, you know, you should have used your money, right? Your, your money that, quote, unquote, was for two max players. And why not go go for guys who are close to max players, right? Like Chris Middleton is an all-star. You don't have to pay him um, max player money. So instead of you getting Anthony Davis, who you could have waited on for a year and got him uh, a year later, right, and had the cap space to spend on him and have an actual team put together, but could have got Chris Middleton, Great three and D defender, right? And he can attack the basket, you know, when when needed to. Uh, Bogdanovich, who the older Bogdanovich brother, who I'm a fan of, right? That you could have got him. He's a knockdown defend, not a great defender, but a willing defender. But he is a great shooter, and when he gets hot, he gets hot, right? So you could have got those guys for you know, to combine them together and you could have got two for one, like two players right there for uh, probably a little bit more than a max contract, right? Then you could have, um, who else has it got? Terrence Ross, I believe is, uh, is he available? Is Terrence Ross available? Yeah, I, I believe Terrence Ross is available. Uh, another guy right there who can comes off the bench that's like the role he's comfortable with comes off the bench uh 15 20 minutes he'll you know he'll he'll give you a quick 12 points uh and some nights he'll you know step in an injury and he'll drop a couple 30 pieces right so you could have got guys like that and you could have used both of those slots to fill in you know what i'm saying you could have filled in what you needed then you could have used your draft pick. I like the guy who the trick, the pick was ultimately traded to uh, Atlanta. And now Atlanta, you know, three years down the line, will have drafted a team because they got DeAndre Hunter. <laughs> they will have drafted a team. And now all of a sudden, Atlanta is, you know, kind of like how. Uh, Kind of like how the, uh, Boston was a couple years ago. They had all those guys who they had drafted. And you're like, man, they're probably one piece away. <laughs> and before you know it, and then on top of that, all these guys are, you know, 20, at the, you know, three or four years from now, all these guys will be 25, 26. And they still got plenty of years left. And you have a legit eight or nine players on your team that you didn't groom yourself and i believe you know the the lakers gave away a perfect a perfect opportunity to get a guy who could uh who could help them down the line right especially coming in and getting to work out with lebron and getting to work out with guys who you know um who've been there before but you know, he would have came in immediately, 
and been a better perimeter defender than everybody on the team. Right? He'd have been a better perimeter defender than everybody on that team. So I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. But you know, congratulations to all of the young men who got drafted tonight. Um yeah, uh oh yeah, old Bo Bo, man. I don't know how he fell into the second round. Uh but I know he had that um I know he had that uh that injury and you know, he's so long and paper thin that uh, it must have been something else that came up. I think because, you know, because he's so uh ugly that you can <laughs> they said we can't put him we can't put him on the team billboard. We can't, we can't market this face. So we got, <laughs> we got, we got to draft him later on. We can't have him uh, on the front of the, on the front of the team program with the first rounders. He got to be in the back. He got to be on the back of the, uh, on the back of the, um, what's the little brochure that they give you when you come to the game? Oh man. Yep. But uh yeah. I don't know how long this show gonna be, man. This'll be probably old thirty minute show just because you know it just ain't a lot going on right now, man. To tell you the truth, where well, at least I ain't been, you know, paying attention to a lot this last week as far as sports go. Uh they legalize um Sports gambling in Alabama literally like two days ago. And um, I have been, uh, I ain't going to say it because I don't want them to, even though there ain't nobody going to listen to this, just by the off chance that somebody from the industry hears that. You know, I just had to go back and forth with them on the Internet. And in the, in the uh, midst of me going back and forth with the two uh, big dogs being DraftKings and FanDuel, um, you know, they legalized it. Like, I literally got an email while I was sending one of them an email, and it said that, you know, whoever the governor is, um, what that woman name is? Whatever that woman name is. The governor, she signed a, the bill that legalized it, and all the lights got cut off. Ain't that a be? Uh, but yeah, so she signed the bill that legalized it. Now, I just want everybody to know, I do not agree with none of the, uh, you know, the abortion bill and all that type of stuff that they didn't sign. But, but she did me a favor by doing this because I am a big time fantasy sports player and, you know, I've been uh, really paying attention to that. I've been watching uh, a lot of WNBA because um, I've been playing it more now. And, you know, uh, you listen to the first segment, then, you know, I've already talked about that. But, uh, you know, I was paying attention to a little baseball, but I'm not like a baseball guy nothing like that. So, uh, again, I don't agree with 99% of nothing that she does. I do not approve of her, right? I'm not a voter, but if I did vote, I would not vote for her.
but I do show appreciate her signing that bill to legalize sports betting. Um, I am, there's a chance now, uh, they put out their NBA um, MVP odds, and if you get in on it now, right, if you got $100 to blow, I am going to, uh, if I can find somebody who allows you to bet um, in Alabama, I'm going to put that $100 down on LeBron being the MVP next year, right? Just because, you know, I feel like when people win MVP um, now in the NBA, it doesn't go to the person who's the most deserving. It doesn't go to the best player. It goes to... You know, the person, the, the media darling. And, you know, uh, the media is kind of ready for, you know, LeBron to to retire for whatever reason. Because I don't I don't know what they I don't know if they know this or not. But when he leave and when Nick Saban leave, a lot of folks leaving with him, meaning a lot of jobs is getting cut because all of that, your two big draws in sports. As far as, you know, like ESPN and all that goes, um, your two big draws right there, your two big money makers, the people who uh, change the game, uh, is going to become less interesting. I mean, that's just the ugly truth. But anyway, you know, uh, they've been, he's been kind of like a media darling pick for the last two years. And, you know, he, James Harden, got it last year and you know he deserved it he deserved it but you know a lot of people are like hey we should move it back and judge people based on the playoffs because you know um then you know lebron would have got it then but uh the the mvp is a regular season award or whatever Uh, but i i'm saying i'll let you say this you know if you bet a hundred dollars on LeBron, um, you'll win, and he wins MVP, then you can turn that into, I believe it was $875, and that's as low as that bet is going to go, so, you know, you probably want to kind of get in on that now, because once the season moves, then, you know, depending on how good he is, uh, whatever, then, you know, uh, the odds will move, they'll change, so, you know, kind of, uh, give y'all a little stock market advice. You know, you kind of want to find your uh, entry point. want to find a great entry so you can catch what's called as many pips as possible. And this is the absolute most you can make like off of, off of him, off of LeBron. Because I'm going to just tell you right now, you wait to, if you are a gambler or somebody like that who have little extra money that they like to, you know, put on uh, squares or, you know, pick them sheets or whatever you like to do or just, you know, bet your home, bet your friends or whatever. Um, <clears throat> you know, I would say this is a bet worth taking if, if you know, again, if you had that little hundred dollars to, to just set aside and, you know, this time next year, uh, I believe they announced an MVP around – uh, the 4th of July or somewhere around there before the 4th. 
So, you know, if it if it comes to fruition, it's a good way to catch you close to a thousand dollars for the fourth, man. You can uh, barbecue some good meat and drink you some good liquor next year. All right, man. Well, I ain't. Uh, I wasn't really feeling up to up to part to record this episode, man. I ain't gonna lie. I got to get up at one o'clock or two o'clock whatever time it is uh so i'm about to go lay it down man look i want to thank everybody for listening in this week um i want to shout out to my boy Diggs for you know going back and listening to uh some of my old episodes um and and going to listen to Juice and Kim podcast. Uh, I appreciate that, bro. Um, yeah. I'll holler back at y'all next week, man. Peace.